Hello world, this is Blackstone Finn with What's My Point podcast. Today is February 15th, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday. Anyway, I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. For me, the day has already flown by. Last time I checked, it was 8.30, and now it is quite a bit later. Today I just wanted to give a gratitude session about NFTs. So I'm in the place now, this is my fourth week in the NFT community, the metaverse community, especially the NFT art community is what I've been diving into. And I've been learning all the lingo, meeting some awesome people, lots of wonderful artists, photographers, uh, basically anything that you could be interested in is going to be in the metaverse. And in terms of art, I have seen incredible photography, outstanding graphic art, abstract art. I mean, I, it's just overwhelming. It's a visual feast for anyone who loves art. And in terms of community, there's this thing called Twitter Spaces, which is also new to me. Not now, but I've been in it quite a, quite a few times, but... I did not participate in Twitter spaces prior to getting into NFT art a few weeks ago. So what's so cool about that is um, you can find all these cool discussions. People pin their art up to, I think they call it the nest, I think. They basically can pin it, pin your tweet within the Twitter space and people can talk about it, you can talk about it, talk about the backstory, share stories, share knowledge, um, support each other. I still haven't learned how to actually pin a tweet myself inside a Twitter space, which is kind of embarrassing. I better learn how to do that before I ever go to a place where I'm asked to do that again, because um, it's kind of impolite to ask the host to do it, but I stupidly did not know how to do that, so I had to ask the host, but they're so cool. I mean, really, I've just found such acceptance and community and support. Um, there's all kinds of charities that people are supporting education, women in art. Um, it's just a, I mean, it's a smorgasbord <laughs> to use a, a word that probably covers it. I mean, everything and everything, anything and everything in the art world that you're interested in is probably in the NFT space now. And here's the really cool part. It's just starting. I mean, it is just, if you're in the NFT spaces now, or let's say you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday and then you got interested in the metaverse, you're an early adopter. I mean, it's still quite early. People who got into the space in 21 are, you know, a little bit ahead of everyone else, but really we're all beginners. And it's kind of like, Suzuki talked about Zen mind, beginner mind. You know, it's it's the beginning for everyone. And the metaverse is not going away. Web 3.0 is the new thing and it's an evolution, revolution and it's all here and I'm I'm here for all of it. I'm I've just been on fire. I've been cranking out 15-17 hour days. Um been kind of rude to my IRL company that I had here on Super Bowl Sunday. 
Um, and uh, although I did make dinner for them, but I was very distracted by what was happening in the Twitter space because we were all wondering what would happen at halftime. There was supposed to be uh, there's a little bit of disappointment around halftime because we were expecting there to be more about NFTs, um, maybe an announcement, something like that. That didn't happen. What did happen was Pepsi did a, um, if you had scanned the Pepsi QR code, you would have been on stage with Snoop Dogg and Eminem and you would have had a 360 view. So they basically had cameras up on stage and if you had scanned that QR code, you could have had a view from their point of view perspective. That's pretty cool. I mean, the marketing is off the chain. I mean, there's just, people I know in marketing are just uh, pretty hyped because there's just endless possibility. Um, but I wanted to give a special shout out. This actually is, uh, someone spoke with me last week. Her name is Shauna Lee Lang, and she runs the Metaverse News Network. And Shauna was kind enough to give me half an hour of her time. I think we actually went over a little bit. And we did a video conference call. And she looked at my collection. She looked at my Twitter page. We talked about social media. Talked about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter Spaces, OpenSea. Um, and Shauna, you were so helpful to me. So she had a lot. I've, I took a ton of notes. Um, she was so gracious and so kind. And she basically said, you know, you got to figure out, <laughs> you got to get your vision for what you want to do. So here's, here's, where, here's where I, I had to align my work. Um, and she was right. I mean, spot on. If you look at me from the outside, you're going to be, where is this person? Who are they? Like what? They're all over the place. Um, as one of my dear close friends said to me when they looked at my LinkedIn profile, they said, you look like you're jack of all trades. Well, I have a very diverse background. I have a ton of life experience in a lot of different things. I'm interested in a lot of different things. So when I was a kid, I was very artistic, very curious. That is my, probably my number one attribute is curiosity. If I, I'll give you a simple example. For years in Portland, commuting across the Hawthorne Bridge in the morning, I would see these people who were probably half my age on fixie bikes, fixed gear bikes, right? And they're cruising along over the Hawthorne Bridge and I'm driving by and I'm like, wow, that looks really fun. A fixed gear bike is, you know, it's a clean line, it's efficient, they're just damn sexy, in my opinion. And so I kept like looking at these people. I'd be driving in my car, you know, guzzling gas and driving to work. And I was like, I really want to try a fixed gear. And I think, oh, but I'm so old, I might break a bone or something. I mean, what if I fall? And then I was thinking, well, when I was a kid, I used to ride a, you know, fixed gear bike when I was a little girl because that's what we had. I mean, I had a Schwinn that had one gear and it had brakes on the pedals and, you know, that's the way it worked. Um, so I went out and I got a cheap fixed gear bike and I learned how to ride it. And I'm talking past 30 years old. Okay. So this is after 30. Learned how to ride it. And I started commuting to work on my fixed gear bike. And this is not a humble brag. This is an outright audacious, full of hubris, like hubris alert. 
hubris alert. Here it comes. We had um, in Portland every year, I think it's in September, they have a bike to work challenge. And you enter a website and you put in your miles and yada, 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 and you basically bike to work for the month of September. I decided to do it one year and I biked on my fixed gear, okay? And I beat the guys. I was like, oh my gosh, it was so fun. They were not too, you know, charmed by it, but I remember saying I did it without a derailleur. <laughs> like, dude, I, I won. I you know, I said that to the guy in second place. I'm like, dude, I beat you and I don't have a derailleur because you have all these people riding into work with their carbon fiber, you know, $10,000 bikes that are geared up with every single accoutrement and fancy, fancy, schmancy stuff on there. And here I come on my aluminum frame fixed gear bike. I think it was a Trek. I think I had a Trek then, which was a great, it was a great bike. I actually wish I still had it. It was super light. It was matte black finish. Um, it was a pretty awesome bike. The aluminum frame was a little hard on the girl parts. Sorry if that's TMI, but the aluminum frame is not as nice as a steel frame ride because the steel frame will absorb more shock uh, when you're going over bumps and stuff. But um, anyway, I won the bike to work challenge for my company, not for the state of Oregon, but for my company that year. And it was so fun. I mean, it was so cool to place. And then we had a little trophy that was going around the office um, year to year, and I got to hold it for a year. Uh, so it was just, that was so much fun. So what did that start with? That whole journey and having so much joy and fun and a little bit of jovial competition and getting in shape. Let's just like talk about getting in shape. I mean, that was the fixed gear bike is a killer way to get your legs in shape and your cardio in shape very well. Um, and I had a blast with it. So if I had let fear, here's my point, because this is Blackstone Finn, what's my point podcast. So what the heck is my point? Here's my point. If you let curiosity into your life and you follow that, you say, you know, I'm really curious about fixed gear bikes. If you let fear interfere with that curiosity, you might stop yourself. You might stop your creativity. If you want to pick up a paintbrush and you say, well, I've never painted before in my life, but I really am attracted to watercolors, or I'm really attracted to abstract art with oils, or I love the way this acrylic is all over the place and I want to do that kind of splash of color with acrylic on a big canvas, like Jackson Pollock, you know, I just want to drip paint, you know, follow your curiosity, let it guide you. Because as an artist, that's where the magic happens. So I'm kind of, now I'm going to circle back to Shauna's point. She very astutely pointed out to me that I didn't have a clear message. And she's right, because I have so many interests that it's not clear. So I cleaned things up a little bit. I highlighted the Neptune DNA collection, which is on OpenSea. And I guess in general, what I keep going back to, what I've done for the last few years is focus on writing, writing fiction. 
So I published a novel, as most of you know who listen to this podcast, but I'm going to say it again in case I have any new listeners. I published a novel in January, January 4th, called Dorian's Quarterback. That is the first of three novels in a series I call the Emotional Imprint Series. This is all about emotional imprinting, what happens to us as we grow up, how we're affected, how we're shaped, and how we can change those imprints. I guess that remains to be seen. Can we really change those imprints or do they stay with us for life? You have to tune into the books to see. But the first book talks about that childhood foundation. In childhood, all the things that happen to the main character and how she's imprinted and the emotional imprints that she learns from a very young age that get reinforced. Now, I came into the NFT world. There was a fantastic podcast I heard on now it's called I think I think now the podcast is called the Digital Leaders Podcast. Um, it used to be called the Jav and Jay Podcast, but basically Jay was interviewing a woman named Mel Shapcott, and she was talking about NFTs, and it was really intriguing to me. This is about four weeks ago, five weeks ago now, and I heard that podcast, and I was like, "What is this about?" And that's what got me in and interested in it. And my curiosity, I just followed my curiosity, and then I discovered. There's all this wonderful photography, wildlife photography, urban photography, street photography, profile pictures, uh, artistic Andy Warhol type graphical pop art, PFPs, they call them. PFP stands for profile picture. There's all these amazing things. And then just one after another. And then I discovered Twitter spaces and I jumped into a couple of those and I heard these cool conversations and people were helpful. And, and Mel was posting I think she still does post some amazing things on um you know about just getting ramped up on nfts and stuff like that is just fantastic so there's just a wonderful community in the nft world and um most recently what I'm working on now I've got some collections up and what had brought me in originally see I'm all over the place right now what had brought me in originally is I got back into social media to market my book. So my book came out in January and I had remembered that my friend Maya Frost, shout out to Maya. Maya's awesome. Check out Maya's work. She's doing some wonderful, wonderful NFTs as well. So look for Maya Frost NFT. She's pretty cool and uh, she's got a big heart. So check her out. Um, Maya had told me a long time ago, this is over a year. Well, how long ago would this be? It's a while ago, a year ago. I don't know. Maybe it was last summer. Anyway, Maya had actually had a phone conversation with me a while ago and told me about how important it is to market your work. So the book gets published in January. I had already published some other books and I had gone in and out of social media, but I was getting back, got onto Instagram. And then I heard this podcast because I consume podcasts all the time. I'm always listening to podcasts. I love a lot of different a lot of different subjects, fitness, um, just everything. I, I get into a lot of stuff and I go deep on it. So I heard this podcast and then I thought, well, I'll check this out. So kind of what I'm focusing on, what I think is going to be my niche, if you will, I'm not even sure yet, but I think it's going to be linking story to images because I'm really a storyteller. And my collection that I put up for that I quote unquote listed 
I listed tier one, is called Neptune DNA. And it's a story about Neptune's unknown son and this young girl, this young Roman girl named Blaze. And Blaze is a pretty tough little Roman girl. She's a painter and she's not really afraid of anything or anybody. And she sees this huge giant sea monster type person emerge from the Mediterranean Ocean as she's sitting on the beach painting one day. And he turns out to be Neptune's unknown son. And she walks right up to him and she's like, my name is Blaze, what's your name? And they start a conversation. Each one of those in that collection, each color of her, because I have, uh, and I'll talk more about what she, what she, where she comes from in a second, but each color of her represents a different chapter in the story. So tier one are the images of her that have the rough textured background. And I think there's a total of seven. There's aquamarine, there's orange, yellow, blue, and so forth. Um, each color of her represents a different chapter. Tier two is going to continue the story with the solid blaze background. And that's going to continue their adventures and story. And then I'm thinking there will be a tier three. I like to do things in threes if you haven't caught on to that. I like to do things in threes. Um, but I'm going to drop the second tier of the collection this coming weekend. And then there's unlockable content. And it's not a big secret that the unlockable content is a story. So when you get that unlockable content, you will have access to the full story. And tier two will be slightly more expensive with the solid background. And that will have, um, you'll get the story from part one and the story for part two if you are um, purchasing an NFT from the second tier. And the second tier will drop next, this coming Sunday. So that's where I'm at. And Shauna helped me really get focused on that because I have four collections up there right now. I originally came in thinking that, you know, when I f first found out about NFTs, I thought I would uh, try to explore how to market Dorian's quarterback that way. And it's not just about marketing. Actually, I created a website called emotionalimprints.io and the Emotional Imprints website actually talks about emotional imprinting and it talks about the purpose of the project and it talks about how it's going to run for all three novels and so forth. So that's a much bigger project. And I just put feelers out about that. I put up a couple images. Um, I put up a couple, a couple little pieces on that. Um, I actually made an NFT out of the very first tweet, which is kind of cheeky and funny, uh, take off of um, the founder of Twitter, because that's what he did. <laughs> I thought it was kind of an ode to him and an ode to Twitter. Um, but that was my original intent was to do emotional imprints as NFTs. And then I discovered, you know, well, here's Blaze. So Blaze comes from, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll see on my LinkedIn profile that I studied classical art for a year in Portland with Jerry Sumter. He's an amazing classical artist trained in Bologna, Italy, and he is an impeccable teacher. Um, it took me months to do that 3D cast. It took a very long time. Jerry taught me how to see light. He taught me how to see shadow. He taught me how to draw. And I knew how to draw a little bit. You know, I had drawn off and on for years, but I really learned so much in his class. So shout out to Jerry Sumter too. 
If you live in Portland and you're interested in classical art, check out his atelier classes. They are top-notch, exquisite, and very, very economical because you're basically getting training from a top-level artist for a lot less expensive tuition. So um, I originally thought, you know, well, let's have this story about this girl because that, that statue and that drawing always inspired me. I have it, I still have it out. I love to look at it every day because it brings to me the memory of that study. And if I, if I could have gone, I have gone to Italy, but if I could have, you know, studied with Jerry for three years, I would have, um, but that didn't work out that way. Um, but I, I love classical art and I love, I love drawing. So when I figured out that I could bring in Blaze, you know, bring in that character into an NFT, and then I saw this whole thing about PFPs, profile pictures like Board Ape Yacht Club. Um, there's all these different ones. I'm not making that many. You know, I'm not making thousands with different iterations. But I like the idea of building chapter upon chapter with the color and the texture behind Blaze representing, well, you have to read the story. But basically, it's going to have symbolic meaning. So for me, to make the connection between the written word and art, I think might be my niche. I think that might be where I flourish in the NFT community. Um, but I, you know, I love photography too. I used to, I've been a shutterbug my whole life. Um, and I really enjoy taking pictures. I love looking at photography. Um, so that might be an area too, where I get involved there a little bit more. I did put up one or two photos already in my collections. So that's why it looks confusing because I have a lot of different interests. I'm not just a vertical single silo gal. I like, I like, um, I've always been a cross pollinator. I've always had just like the main character in Dorian's quarterback. She has friends from different cliques. She doesn't fit into one clique. And Tom Spambauer even said that about me. He said she doesn't go into one clique. So I look at the individual people for people for who they are and either we connect or we don't and that's cool so that's a little bit more about me wanted to give that shout out to Shauna because Shauna you were so helpful because you basically said you got to figure out what you're doing here and um, so for now my focus is on the Neptune DNA collection and I'm also documenting my learnings and stuff, I'm documenting that just for fun in a NFT noob thoughts collection, which is just kind of silly. And that's based on comic faces that I used to draw ever since I was much younger and kind of became a signature for me that I would draw on cards and people's whiteboards and such. And um, so that's also involved. But maybe that's just, maybe I'm just multifaceted. Um, that could be, you know, I don't want to market myself that way, but I guess I'll just take it one step at a time. And I would advise anyone new to NFTs, that's probably the biggest lesson is try to not have FOMO, fear of missing out FOMO, because 
it's really easy to fall into that trap because there is so much wonderful, wonderful stuff. And you feel like it's easy to, it's, it was easy for me to feel like if I don't jump on this Twitter space or I don't go to this meeting or I don't go to this, uh, mint live minting drop, you know, um, I'm going to miss out. And I started to feel myself just getting tired, you know, like, oh man, I got to take care of myself. I got to exercise and do my normal routine and sleep and eat and, do all those things that we need to do as humans, you know? It's pretty easy, though. Pretty easy to go down that rabbit hole and, and just keep, uh, keep traveling in the metaverse. And, and before you know it, uh, a whole day has gone by. I think that must be how gamers feel, right? When you get into a game and there is no time. There is no time <laughs> because you're in a different dimension. Um, and I that first week... I really did feel like, for any of you that know the movie Interstellar, at the end of Interstellar, when he's behind the bookshelf, and there's like all these dimensions of bookshelves, and it's all moments in time. And my my book, um, Dorian's Quarterback, relates to moments in time. You know, it's the whole idea is about these moments in time that imprint on us and shape us as people, as souls, as, as who we are. That's my whole premise. So I get into the NFT universe, metaverse, whatever. I get into this NFT art world and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I just stepped into the fourth dimension. I feel like I am that guy, you know, I'm forgetting the main character's name right now, but I feel like I'm Matthew McConaughey's character behind that bookshelf, looking at all the different moments in time going, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. That's the beauty of it. That is the glorious nature right now of Web3. And I am here for it. And I'm so grateful to the people I have met and to the support that I am receiving. And the and if you have a a portfolio that you want to get reviewed or you just want to get in connected to somebody who's really, really awesome, check out Shauna. Uh, Shauna Lee Lang at the Metaverse News Network. She is fantastic. And um, I hope this helps. I hope that you all are having a good week. I hope uh, that February is treating you well so far. I can't believe we're already midway through February. Can you believe it? February... 22. I can't even, time is accelerating so fast for me. Um, so I hope you're all doing well. Take care and ciao for now.